This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, my cat-loving friends. Rita and I are back, and we are so excited. We have Amy Shojai on our podcast today. She is a certified animal behavior consultant and the award-winning author. She has 20 guidebooks for dogs and cats. So, Actually, I have a few more than that, but that's Oh, okay. more than 20. I misspoke. So we will get on <laughs> this and get all of the details as soon as we come back from this word from our sponsor. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to 19 Cats and Counting. You've got Linda Hall here, and I am here with my BFA, my business partner, and according to my husband, my work wife, Rita <laughs> Reimers. I'm here with Dexter, who wants to take over the co-host position. Dexter wants you to move back to LA so he can be a spokescat. That's never going to happen. Uh, <laughs> I had I my you. my time you. in LA was great, 10 years, but nope. Uh, I know, no, I know. Yes, exactly. Tell so let's get Amy in us. here and find out what's going on because she's she's a busy lady. She's got a lot. <laughs> Believe yes. me. Believe me. Have you gone through the website? Amy Shojai. It's S-H-O-J-A-I dot com. <laughs> Blogs, everything. So let's get her in here, huh? Hey, ladies. Thanks Hi. for the invite. This is going to be so much fun. I, I love talking about cats and yes, books and publishing and cats and books and, and cats and, and, cats, and, cats, and cats, cats and cats. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Cats and cats. We're the same way. We're the same way. Exactly. So you are a certified animal behavior consultant like we are. And, you know, I, I see a lot of similarities. You're into anything. It's not just about fixing the behavior problems. It's about making cats' lives their best, right? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what we're here for. You know, we are the handmaidens of the furry force, you know, um, and that's that's kind of what we are meant to to do. You know, I used to when I first started writing and I had friends that were saying, well, why don't you write about X or Y or Z? I said, no, I was put on this planet. This is what I was meant to do, to be a voice and a force for good, hopefully. For I can our, relate our, to that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got chills when she said that because, mm -hmm. yeah, that's how we feel, right? Like Absolutely. this is our mission. This is our purpose. Plus, 
plus the fact we have opposable thumbs, which means we can open the cans, you know, more readily. Oh, yes. We are a yes. necessity to cat survival everywhere, right? <laughs> I have said that in discussing how cats watch us and mimic us. I had caught one of my cats one day. I shut my door tight, which never happens because cats. But I needed to, to change my clothes. And Super wanted out. And she had her paws on that doorknob just the right way. She had watched me enough time. She knew what she was doing. It's just the lack of thumbs. I think if they had thumbs, they could rule the world. Well, and at my house, we have lever door openings. You can see back. I over have there. those. Yes. Yes. And I no longer have her. Uh, my Saren kitty lived. She made it almost to 22. Ooh, wow. Little, tiny, tiny, my little Siamese wannabe. She would jump up, hang on it, and unhook it. And we learned we couldn't have the uh, security system on when she was here because we couldn't keep her in any room. Yeah. <laughs> now, Harma doesn't do that. But we also had a dog, our Bravo dog, who was a Mastiff. And he was big enough. He could just put his paw up. Yeah, just smack it and we're ready to go. We had to change the doorknob to the garage because there were a couple times we came home from being out. He had opened it. And when we opened the garage door, he was ready to go. Yeah, I had a I had a catsup client like that. She had a big note. She doubled. She did the deadbolt, and she's like, "Do not open this door. Yeah. <laughs> Do not unlock this door because the cat will get." No out matter what the cat tells you, child proof, cat proof. Linda lock. has a yes. dog, but her dog's not that intelligent. Sorry, no. Linda. Sorry, I Sadie. have I have a little Chihuahua who has lived her whole life with cats. There are twelve cats in this house, and a Chihuahua. <laughs> so she has a serious identity crisis. <laughs> Does she try to meow? <laughs> no, but she did stand in a litter box one day. It was the funniest thing. I immediately sent a picture to Rita. She didn't do anything in there, but she sat in there like, this is what I've seen others do. I should <laughs> was do hoping. this, right? I, was, I tried to bribe her. I live in Ohio. I don't like taking the dog out in the winter. I'm like, <laughs> please do your business. I'll pay you. I'll buy extra <laughs> treats. I'll give you didn't more. Well, they have, they have dog litter boxes, but it's, it's the pellets, you know, and oh, yeah. that's not something that I would want to no. do. Yeah, I have yeah. clients that wanted to do that. And there's, there are a few products available out there, but you know, dogs don't have the greatest aim either. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's the only true. way I would do that, I think, is if <laughs> I were physically unable to take the dog yeah. out to keep the dog. Otherwise, it's just not, yeah, let's do what comes naturally. And yeah. I still have a few people in the house to help me out. So my son's in his senior year of high school. I have one more year. <laughs> Free and then yes. you'll be like me. Everything falls on you. Yes. And then I'll <laughs> cry. Yes. Exactly. Well, let's, let's talk about Amy. What what is it that you you, that you love about cats and why you like working with them? Oh gosh, what's not to love about cats? Oh my goodness. I think because they are such unique individuals. And you know, in the past, they always said, oh, you know, all cats are aloof, independent creatures. And I'm sorry, bull hockey. That's just, it's Agreed. every cat is different. Every cat, I think they appeal to different parts of us. I love dogs too, but cats appeal more, I think, to the poet in us. It's enough for them to be beautiful. It's enough for they don't have to necessarily have a job. They are enough. We could learn from that. We don't have to be striving all the time. You know, take take a purr break and have fun. And they are they are my inspiration. I think, you know, while the dog is kind of the comedian of the house, karma, yeah, and uh, they get each other in trouble. But karma 
why Karma Cat is kind of the inspiration that calms me down. He'll sit on my lap or he'll decide that it's it's time to play or for a uh, treat. You know, I can't say it. Is that the one that's sleeping next to you? That's, yeah. Because he looked up when you said his name. Oh, yeah. So... So, yeah, I think cats and dogs, well, they want different things out of life, too. You know, dogs want to be part of a family. They want to belong to a person and to a family group. And cats are more, they more identify with the house and the territory, and their human is part of that territory. Yeah. So they want kind of the same things, but I love the fact that they kind of complement each other, too. You know, so well, they're very yin and yang, you yeah. know, yes. and they're so different. Rita and I were both raised with dogs. And so cats are like, then my parents have five so dogs. Other thing. So I, I get my dog oh, wow. over there. My cats would throw me. I have 16 cats. They throw me out if I brought home a dog. <laughs> but I love dog cat friendships, especially those little teeny cats and those big old dogs. They're so cute. Well, yeah. And and the reverse is true, too. I mean, my my German shepherd rescued karma. He's the one that uh, found the cat. I mean, we we had uh, Sarah and Kitty, who was a little teeny tiny thing. And we had the German Shepherd who loved cats and Sarah hated him. They couldn't get close enough. He couldn't get a good cat sniff in 12 years. And then this, this little kitten, a dumped kitten, appeared out on the back patio, digging through the glass, trying to get in with the D- German Shepherd on the other side. And I thought, wow. And the dog let Great me cat. know about that. So he's kind of a, well, when he was younger, he's darkened now, but silver shaded uh, tabby. So bright blue eyes and the tabby points and the silver body. And he was wearing a collar. So somebody dumped him. But uh. I went outside, went outside and he disappeared. And I thought, oh, gosh, you know, coyote bait. Uh-huh. As we live in North Texas. Mm-hmm. And I called. He wouldn't come. And then I meowed at him. And he came running. Oh, mother? Dang. Is that you, mother? Mom, mother, did you mother. Call? And he came in. And it was like within 30 seconds, he and the German Shepherd were like, oh, I finally found my oh. buddy. You know, and they were just inseparable the entire their entire lives together. They had something between the glass, they were doing some kind of communication. They absolutely were. I think he was saying, okay, come on, get with the program. Go tell your human because <laughs> I need help. Exactly. He Let ate, me in. It's scary ate, out ate, here. Yeah. yeah. So he was, he's my buddy now. And he's like, a, you know, Saren was this little tiny thing and he's this big chunk. He's a handsome man, Captain. He's love a big it. Guy, big manly so. man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. We love watching the dogs and the cats. We were doing a behavior session one day. We do them via Zoom and we asked them to show us stuff. So they'd taken us upstairs to show us the pee spots and the two cats met and they were like, "Uh uh-oh. And they pointed the camera at it. And the two cats are, you know, definitely they're focused. Their eyes are huge. We're ready for a fight. And you watch this dog go just walking between them, stepped in between them, stopped. Yes, it was the great. It was like, I love this. Well, and that's, you know, they do that with people too. My parents Mm -hmm. used to, you know, they dance or hug each other. And, and, you know, I was a little girl. I didn't know what was going on. And the Sheltie would try to get in between them. Oh, yeah. My lab growing up too, did the same thing with my parents. Do they do the same thing? It's a calming signal. It's a way for dogs to kind of diffuse the situation. And a lot of dogs will do it to other dogs and calm other dogs down. So I know, I know some uh, dog behaviorists that, that have peacekeeper dogs they take with them on 
consults because they know that they can help keep the peace or model the right behavior. Right. Kind of thing. So it's really, it's really very interesting how, how they do all of this. Yes, it is. I, we just love seeing it. We still talk about it. And it was a while ago. We still talk about that dog walking in between the two of them and that, you know, <laughs> I got this. Exactly. I'm yeah, we're like, never all get right. rid of that dog. Cause I know. All right. You two knock it off. So yeah. <laughs> Back when you said Amy, that cats are, you know, they, all they need to do is be beautiful and that's enough it's so true because lynn did you remember this couple we cats sat for and they they would uh schedule extra time for the cat to be adored she put oh, in her notes that. that they needed i don't remember what it was 20 minutes 30 minutes to adore the cat mm-hmm. and we, so they booked an hour. we loved they it need. yes they booked an hour so that they'd have plenty of time oh, to adore the cat wonderful. right like we giggled, but then we were like, this is kind of the coolest thing ever, right? Like, oh, yes, now that is, that is a true cat appreciator. That's, oh, yes. That's oh, yes. And we all do it. I mean, I said, that, and you were so gorgeous. And you're so, my husband the other night was going on. And you're so pretty. You're the prettiest girl in the room. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> I'm the prettiest girl in the room. Well, that's like my husband comes home from work and he doesn't greet me. It's, well, how are you, Shadow? Oh, look at exactly. that handsome karma. You're exactly. So- <laughs> like, okay. I'm here too. Stop Remember me? Here. Exactly. <laughs> but I do it to him too. So that's Yeah. It. I loved what you said about resources because I think this is, this is a big thing that we tackle is the idea of jealousy, which doesn't really exist in cats. It's similar. I get why it looks that way. But, and explaining to people, a lot of people understand that food and litter boxes are a resource, but they don't understand that the human is a resource. Yeah, we see their eyes go, what? You know, when they finally understand that. Yes, the reason your cats hate each other, it's because of you. (laughs) It's because they're, you know, in nature, cats don't understand the concept of sharing, right? If a cat comes into your territory, it's not to have a golden girls moment. It's to take (laughs) your territory. So, you know, if that cat's loving on you, they're taking mom away. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And that's, it's interesting because I tell my clients too, uh, schedule time. Cats love the status quo. They love routine. So if you have cats that can't share resources, schedule time. So you have one-on-one adoration time with each cat and, you know, it's in, and it can work very well and with dogs. I have to shut, I have to shut the bedroom door when I'm playing with karma because the dog wants to chase all the toys too. So I actually, I got a, it's kind of a glorified fishing pole toy, but for dogs, I got a, a flirt stick with a stuffy on the end of it. Nice. Dog loves it. The nice. cat does too. So I have to do it for the dog first. Then we shut the door and then we do it for the cat and, you know, but, <laughs> back and forth. So it's, it's management, a lot of it's management. And if you have, I think cats and dogs that are well socialized to each other that grow up together, it's going to make things, of course, you guys know this, it makes it a whole lot easier. Definitely. That, um, you know, my Saren kitty learned to tolerate the dog by the end of her life. But I think Part of that was because she was so old, she couldn't get out of the way. <laughs> okay, sniff me already. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not moving. Absolutely. No, my cats, all, my cats all line up in the morning to take their turn laying on me. Oh, nice. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're, you know, yeah. one's on, then he's had enough, and the next one, next one. So I have to wake up about an hour before I want to get up. <laughs> 
I, I watched it one time when I was visiting and yeah, there's one on her chest and there's one on her stomach and there's one on her hip. She's laying on her side. And then I look and there's literally a line like they're waiting for the amusement park ride. And I was just dying. <laughs> it's amazing. They're that the best thing ever. Yeah, yes, they do that. They wait their turn. Yes, exactly. I tell us about this cat enrichment on demand webinar. Cause you mentioned that before we came on and my ears perked up. What's Mine this too. About? Yes. I have the website in front of me right now. Good. Yeah. Yes. It's called Cat Agorical Enrichment. And Dr. Tony Buffington, of course, is kind of the pioneer in all of this stuff because it's so intrinsically involved in cat health. And we have, as cat lovers, we've tried to protect our cats. So we've brought them indoors. We don't let them go outside. Yes. We've truncated their environment. And they are forced to live nose to nose with another cat that maybe they don't like or, you know, a dog gasp. <laughs> uh, so to find ways to keep them not only physically healthy, but also socially and mentally stimulated, you can enrich your environment. So, you know, we live on 13 acres here in uh, North Texas. I actually I got a stroller for karma and I wasn't sure how he was going to react to it. He did not want to get in it. But finally, I got him in it. We went out on the patio and it was like. <laughs> Suddenly, I'm working up. His curiosity yes, yes. took over his fear. Exactly. And yeah. see, we have I have a fence and it's dog proof. It's probably not cat proof. So I'm very careful with him. But something as simple as that or cracking the window open during a thunderstorm and the rain and the new the wind. The coming fresh air. Bringing a box full of dried leaves to play in fresh oh, that's grass. Interesting. That's a great I like idea. idea. All kinds of things. Yeah. I mean, this. we have hail every once in a while here. My cat went nuts watching the hail balls. Knock. <laughs> yes, they bounce, right? They bounce. So it's really, there's some a lot of very simple things you can do. And if you have cats that have stress-related health issues like cystitis, uh, you know, upper urinary tract or lower urinary tract issues and stuff, it can actually really reduce a lot of things. And you can reduce the amount of treatments or medicines that you have to do, all with just some real simple things. Set up a bird bath right outside the window. So, you know, yeah. bird TV. Yeah, we suggest that a lot. Okay. Yeah, we always were big on, you know, window shelves, places that it could be anything, it could be anything, a furniture yeah. up against the window. It doesn't have to be a window shelf, but I've got them in just about every room of the house. And then we always say bonus if you put a bird feeder in the backyard, right? right? Oh, yes. like, or yes. one of those suction cup ones that the birds will come right to or the squirrels. windows. Or squirrels, squirrels you're yeah. in the apartment, you're high up. So if I say, um, and it's, where are they? Because I don't want them to come running. If I say, <laughs> Bunny, 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 bunny. That's oh, yeah. the signal that there's a bunny out there or a squirrel or something interesting. And they will, both pets will run to the back patio windows to see what's going on out there. And of course, the cat chattering and the dog wolfing and, and all that. So it's it's a lot of fun and you can find a lot of fun, inexpensive things you can do. You know, if people can't afford a fancy dancy cat tree, get a ladder, put a cat bed on the paint rack, tie toys on the rungs, you know, spike it with catnip and you've got, you know, several levels Very of nice. shelves. I like there. That Very inexpensive because you most people already have a ladder somewhere. We have to take a break. All right. We'll be back All right. just a moment after this word from our awesome sponsors. For those fortunate to have experienced the deep bond and unconditional love of a companion animal, 
The death that follows can be one of the most difficult and misunderstood losses to go through. Many times, this devastating loss goes unrecognized and trivialized by family and friends, leaving grieving pet parents struggling to find healthy ways to cope with the loss. In And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal for healing the loss of a pet, Dr. Julianne Corbin calls attention to the difficulties unique to the loss of a beloved pet and provides an interactive and compassionate guide to help you process your loss and work towards coming to a place of peace and healing. For those interested in journal therapy and looking for a professionally written and compassionate resource to help understand and reconcile the grief associated with the loss of your pet, this book is for you. And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal by Julianne Corbin is now available for purchase on Amazon and other major book retailers. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back again with 19 Cats and Counting. We're in the middle of talking about cat enrichment with Amy. I'll let Linda say her last name because I will butcher it. Uh, <laughs> Shojai. Very good. (laughs) I wrote it down phonetically. I cheated. I'm not going to take all the credit for remembering that. Well, listen, okay. I was saying it wrong on TV. Oh, no. It's okay. Like I said, I answered. Right, exactly. It's a tough one. But I loved what you were saying about the ladder. That's a really good idea. I fell upon two things by accident. The first, you know, those plastic shelves that you can get at Walmart kind of thing. And they, they're just like tubes and shelves and you put them together. I had one in my son's room forever and it was like primary colors. Like it looked like it belonged in a kindergarten room while he's 17. He's too old for that baloney. So we put it in the, in the hallway, meaning to take it down and figure out, am I going to donate it? What am I going to do with it? The cats love it. It's a cat tree. It has four shelves. They're hanging out. They think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. So I said, I think I want to try to paint it and then wrap the posts right. with sisal rope yeah. for scratchers done, right? I mean, absolutely. And you can do the same thing with the ladder, you know, wrap the yes. rope around the bottoms or whatever. Yeah. And see, I'm uh, like I said, I'm on 13 acres. And so we were clearing up um, some of the scrub and I brought in some cedar logs, just plain cedar logs. And they have this, this papery kind of bark on them that when right. it scratches, it shreds it and makes right. a big mess and everything. And the cat oh, wants his ooh, fresh graffiti to be seen. That's so definitely, that's real cheap. Definitely. Real cheap. Yeah, I have one of those in almost every room. And then you just, you know, vacuum it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I had a cabinet in my bedroom and we switched bedrooms to a smaller bedroom. And so I put it out in the hallway and it's near a window and ah. it's tall. It comes up to my chest level. And so I decided it was the cat and dog cabinet, the food, the litter, the treats, the supplements, it all goes boy. in there. And then I just stuck a soft blanket on it and put two little cubbies on it. And they're so happy. They can sit there and see out the window. They can hide in their cubbies. It's getting used, believe me. You know what I love about those is it's so much easier to keep those clean and sanitary than some of those cat trees that have, you know, the carpet all over them. Once once they get it, you can't take the carpet off to clean it. And it's hard to clean it in its place. So, yeah, I really love these ideas. Yeah, most yeah. About the best thing you can do with the cat trees is is take it outside, like on the back patio or something, and you know, 
rinse it off and let the sun dry. Oh, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You that's probably a very only good do idea. that maybe once every two years or something. Yeah. And then it'll take the cat a while to to get it smelling good like them again. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Suddenly the smell, yes. The the water definitely gonna soaker. <laughs> definitely gonna check out this cat enrichment night because you've got some really great ideas that yeah. you haven't thought of. I would that love is to amazing. attend the webinar for sure. Yes. And we will post links to all of this so that they have links to the site, the everything. Your blogs, you've got just about every time. I didn't get through them all. You've got just about <laughs> every topic imaginable. Awesome. They are wonderful. How many do you have going now? I don't. Oh, the blog? Yeah. Uh, well, I have just the one blog, but the topics I cover, you know, care and behavior issues for both dogs and cats. So it kind of duplicates a lot of the, the book content. I've got everything from kitten and puppy information to adult pet care to behavior and training care to senior citizen cats and dogs. And then um, I have a few, uh, I'm starting to do quick tips books on specific topics. Like I have one that's called My Cat Hates My Vet. Oh, that's a good one. And how you can deal with that. And it has a lot of the fear-free techniques and the things that, you know, the cat-specific practices advocate. And then there's there's one uh, or my cat or my dog hates my date. What do you do about that? you listen to the cat is what you do. But yeah, no. right. It's yeah, no so for intro, you know, introductions and those types of things. And then I do a little bit on the fiction side there at the blog because I write a thriller series that the main character is an animal behavior consultant and a trainer who has PTSD. And so her dog and her trained Maine Coon cat, every once in a while, they have their own viewpoint chapters. I love oh, I'm gonna get reading. I'm going to get reading. Grab my glasses. Sounds like it's about I, you. That's awesome. Little, yeah. And right? in fact, if you want the first one, it's free for those who subscribe to my newsletter. So I oh, give you the, the first deal. book is um, Lost and Found. So awesome. that's for listeners. They can they can check that out. And if they like it, then there's there are five others in the series. I'm working on number seven right now. Nice. So, You're a busy I lady. You it. really are. You busy, are. Busy. How do you find time for everything? It's oh, and gosh. in my spare time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm easily bored. <laughs> what are those people that have I to understand that? Right mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Have to be busy. Yep. What do you think is the biggest misconception about cats specifically that you are constantly battling? Uh, that they can't be trained. Cats probably are easier to train than dogs, but you have to let them think it's their idea. And it's not so much training them as understanding what cats need and want out of life and providing that for them. So it's not saying, how can I make my cat stop scratching the furniture? Well, do they have a legal outlet? Mm -hmm. Let's give them something that they do want. Listen, the cat will tell you what he or she wants. So you just listen to the cat. So I think the biggest, the biggest challenge there is, as you were saying earlier, is to say, you know, put yourself in your cat's paws. You are your cat's most important territory. And how can you coexist with this creature that's very different than you and fulfill what they need while not disrupting your life too much either? They should complement each other. It, I love that. Yes. We like to I, say there's no naughty cats. It's just oh, I like you, know, that. you can't yeah. stop 
a cat from doing a natural behavior. You have to give them appropriate and appealing places to do that yes. behavior. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And then make them choose not to do mm-hmm. the things you don't want right. them to exactly. do. Because that's you now often we say, you know, do you have scratching posts? And okay, it's the back of the so they want something vertical or all your scratching posts horizontal. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they come back and say, Yes, I have five. And we'll say, Okay, congratulations, your cat thinks you have six. <laughs> we just have to make them not want to do the couch, right? <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And where are the scratching posts? Oh, well, it's back in the laundry room. Well, Kilroy wants to know that all of his scratches are seen. You know, you don't hide it away. You want you know, where is my artwork? Yeah, where is he you scratching? Hang your grandson's artwork on the fridge. You got it. Well, it's true. A lot of people will put things for their cat away in a room, you know, way in the back of the I'll house. Or away. They're not going to use it back there. They want to be with no, you. No, no. Well, and my my old lady cat, Saren, she scratched underneath she would lie on her back and oh my gosh underneath that's a new one <laughs> so yeah it was real interesting but see i also i trim my animals claws you know routinely i start the kittens when they're that's you know important. as soon as they arrive the dogs now i did not my bull mastiff because he was so large we didn't have him long enough we he succumbed to osteosarcoma so oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it was it was a was a hard time that was during COVID. So we were going down to um, have his, his chemotherapy where, and I couldn't go in with him oh. uh, during all of that period of time. And uh, karma awful. slept, karma slept with his collar for a week after he passed. Oh, because oh he missed him. So, I mean, these, awful. these animals, they bond so closely to each other. So and to their people. Yeah. And to I, their um, people. Yeah. We lost my son-in-law to COVID in 2020 and my daughter oh, had to move back home. Yeah. With her oh. four cats and we had seven. That was a fun integration. We learned a lot, <laughs> but lot, lot. We oh, learned God. a lot, but Inky, espe- they all mourned him, but Inky especially roamed the halls. It was just two years Saturday. So yeah. I, I'm, oh, just little, I'm just oh, a little, I'm just a little something, something, but no, it's all right. But um, Inky would roam the halls at night, letting out this horrible. Yeah meow yowl guttural rip your heart out make you want to die sound it was so bad it was so bad and uh nick my daughter wore one of sebastian's t-shirts one day and took it off and set it on the floor and all four of her cats congregated and laid on it and and it had been washed they still smelled them yeah but it hadn't been washed with any kind of enzyme cleaner so sebastian was still in there so yeah they all four gathered and you know one of her cats, Tiger, he's our grouchy old man. He doesn't cuddle with anybody but his mama. So that was true grief we were seeing. It was oh, just yeah. so painful. And, you know, I I said we don't take into accounting everything these cats have been through. I mean, first, the ambulance, the men in hazmat suits came in. They really looked like they were coming oh, to, you know, to, yeah, and took him away in an ambulance 26 days. Nikki and I both had COVID. She had pneumonia in one lung. So we were camping out here on the couch. My son was going to feed them. So they kind of lost mom and dad for 28 days. Wow. Then they move into grandma's. Three of the cats had never seen a dog before. Oh, dad is still and, missing. And I daddy got a never new house. Yeah. And yeah. daddy never came home. And mommy's bawling and grandma's bawling. And what in the world just happened to us? Right? Wow. Yeah. And tough. so we saw behavior issues. My kids well, who has yeah. never done anything wrong in his life started peeing on the counters and people got mad. And it's like, no, I'm mad at you. I just threw your world upside down. I'm not yeah. mad at you at all. Yeah. And it's so they're trying to calm themselves down the only way right. they know how, you right. know, self-centered. Yeah. 
Oh man, I'm. That's yeah, I'm. We're both, yeah, you're listening yeah, to the version we're wiping tears here, but yeah, that. exactly. To make yep, it worse, exactly. I have to add this fact that uh, Sebastian died on his wife's 32nd birthday. Oh, Linda's geez. daughter's 32nd birthday. You can't make this stuff up. No, you can't. No, you can't. But we got to be in there with him, which was unheard of in 2020. Yeah. We yeah. got to hold his hand. She was with one and I was with the other. I don't know if it's because we were so recently coming off COVID that they let us in, but nobody else got in. So we were happy about that. And he was he was truly an animal lover. He took in every last cat and well, every last animal, period, that he saw. And uh, yeah, he was he was something. But yeah, his cats just just missed him terribly and mourned. And, you know, people say they don't think their cats are mourning. Some will be obvious, like Inky. You couldn't oh, miss yeah. that. Woke you up out of a dead sleep. Some will just start isolating more, right? Well, just, I mean, there's just different... like people. There are they're going to react in the the same the same ways that people do. Some are going to, you know, hide under the bed. Some are going to act like nothing has changed and others, you know, you, you can't predict it. And no. the amount no. of time it takes again with people, it may be, you know, 6 months and there's never a shed tear and then suddenly you break down. And there's no predicting it. It is you do, it happens and it's normal, whatever happens. Exactly. There's no timeline. We go up, we go down and we I, can't. I just wish more people would realize that cats have that deep feeling and they can grieve because sometimes we will get a new client who maybe they have three cats or just two. If we don't fix this, I'm going to rehome this one. Well, you're going to then maybe cause behavior problems with your other cat if cat, you do right. that. Yeah. And what's that other cat going through? And yeah, now they've got that pain. And yeah, we had a client tell us that her cat never pays any attention to her. She's just the food lady and the lady that makes the poop disappear out of the oh, box. Yeah, right. <laughs> and she said she had to have knee surgery and she had to go into a rehab facility for a little while. So a family member that the cat knows was, was come and go and stay in with cat and everything. And, you know, it'll be fine. This cat will not miss me. This cat doesn't love me. Oh. Cat pulled his fur out. Cat started pulling his fur out. You know, just because he doesn't lay on you and purr and mark you does not mean that he doesn't love you. That's, right. oh, that's like, I don't like a bunch of people coming and hugging me all the time. That doesn't mean that that's I don't mean. enjoy being with people. That's or, right. Or, you know, the people you show, you show love and affection in different ways. And again, no right or wrong. And cats are not all the same. They That's are true. little individuals and they are little stress buckets. That <laughs> yeah, they absorb everything. They do. And if you are going through something, the kitty may start pulling hair out too because they are reflecting the emotional upset that, that you right. are feeling too. So that's sometimes, sometimes, I mean, I've had people that, you know, said something about what, what's going on with their cat or with their dog. And I said, well, what's going on with you? Oh, well, it's really stressful time at work. I've had to change my schedule or, you know, I've lost my job or whatever. I said, well, you know, well, there you go. There you go. There you go. Part of our behavior plan for one client was find a friend, go to the lake, eat your lunch, something. I yeah. mean, it was all about their calming, right? Remember and we I tried said, to get that carry to go out on a date? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Like, you got to get out of the house. And you, you know, I, to a listener listening in, they'd be like, that has nothing to do with cats. It has everything to do with the cats. Yeah. If mommy and daddy are upset and stressed, the cats are upset and stressed. Yep. And, They're empaths. And, they'll pick it up. Yes. And how they react is not indicative to how they feel. Just like children. I mean, I, I had three biological children, but I married twice men who had their own children that we got full custody of. So I've raised eight kids through this house. Wow. And I can tell you, if I was crying and hurt, 
who would come to me and be the comforters who would go color or do something, you know, when they were a kid, yeah, just, la, 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 I can't handle this. Yes. Mm-hmm. La, la, la. Who goes to hide? Who goes to dad and says, mom's upset. Fix it. You know, it's the right. varying and I see it in the cats. Sure. It's, absolutely. You know. And there's a reason why we are called pet parents now. Yes. And it used to be kind of a, oh, that cat lady, lady derogatory. Now it's not. I mean, this is kind of a universal thing. We are a surrogate parent. 100% for our animal companions. And if we take on that responsibility, we need to look a little bit deeper. I'm doing something that is out of my comfort zone. And is it's an interesting, have y'all seen some of the videos of the the dogs and the cats that use the talking buttons to communicate? Yes, yes. I got a set of those and I'm starting to work with those. Linda does too. I have a set. I, it's got dust on it. It's been sitting here for about a year and I haven't done anything with it yet, but I, this is a goal. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm doing this and I'm not doing it, you know, focused on it at the moment, but I've got it set out. I've got about eight different recordings set on it, including for karma. And they're all, they're very interested. Both animals are very interested and they respond to it, you know, but they haven't yet decided to play the buttons themselves. Uh, but right. you know, my husband will say in the evening, the cat or the dog will come and sit and stare at him or bark or, or meow or pat him. And he said, well, what do they want? I said, I can't read their minds, go through the list and try to you know, figure it out. But I said, that's why we got those buttons. So mm-hmm. maybe they can tell us. And I thought, I just watched a TikTok the other day, one of the, one of the cats that has been using the buttons for quite a while. And the cat had come in and used two buttons and said, water, all done. The water was gone. Oh my gosh. They thought water was all gone. No, water bowl was full. Did this for two days trying to figure out. And finally she figured it out. It had stopped raining. The water's all gone. Water, all gone. And the reason she got that was because there was another cat that had referred to the rain before. They kind of follow each other. And so she said, you know, cats... And dogs think, and she said, my cat thought I was absolutely stupid. I didn't get, understand what you <laughs> were talking about. You know, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Listen to me yeah, now. Is that fun? What's so the that way one they you listen talk, to? One of the dogs that actually will report on her nightmares. We'll talk about the dreams and the nightmares. Oh my gosh. And they have this, in, this incredibly rich lives that we're now starting to tap into or to recognize and try to figure out ways that we can communicate mm-hmm. back and Forth. So it's not a one way. I'm going to teach you what this word means, and you will sit when I tell you to, and yes. you, you scratch the right thing. Well, let's let's have a conversation. You're part of our family, so let's treat each other like family members. You know, I've likened cats for years to nonverbal autistic children. Autism oh, yes. is one of my passions. I, I love me some autism. You'll never meet more honest folks, but. And, you know, when they get that soundboard and they can communicate, I liken that to that. Yes. Exactly. And that's where these, that's where this came from. And they had actually started using these with service dogs so that they could communicate and contact for help, you know, call for help. Nice. Dial 911. Well, there's no reason. I mean, there are, because you can't train a cat to do a service function. They cannot be considered a service animal, but. That doesn't mean that they don't react 
an alert to right. headaches or to, you know, a seizure disorder. There <gasps> are absolute cats that will alert to an impending seizure. Just Linda like has, I know we have to wrap up soon, but Linda has a cat. I, yes, like I rescued that. Kismet. No one would take Kismet. He was found in a feral colony, not feral. She's approaching the trap and he's going purr, purr and rubbing on it. <laughs> and, uh, but he was beat to snot, FIV positive, mites, needed teeth removed. It was bad. Rita's house was full, so she starts sending me pictures. So I finally agreed to take the cat. His name is Kismet because I said, well, I'm not coming to the Carolinas, so you're going to have to get him to me, but I'll take him. They just happen to have a volunteer who is an airline attendant uh. and has a cousin that lives an hour from me who was having a graduation party this that next weekend. weekend. I mean, Kismet. Yeah. So... I get the cat. My daughter has um, a seizure disorder that no one can figure out. She's been through cardiologists oh, and neurologists, wow. tried all kinds of meds, done all the tests. Kismet can stop her seizures. Oh, Kismet awesome. came running in one day. She told me it's starting and there, it always follows a predictable path. It's always the same thing. She said, I'm getting hot. I said, sit down. Let me watch you. Kismet jumped on, started purring louder than I had ever heard him purr. And it was just different. And he started like putting his paws on her in different places and she just sat there and said, it's gone. And it, it went away. And he's done it more than I, once. So oh, amazing. I just take that, cats can't. Yeah, oh, take I that, cats can't. That's going to, see, that's going to go in a future book. See, I do that with the thrillers. I'll even send you pictures. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Just, he was just, we just kind of sat, I like jaw dropped. Yeah, it takes a lot to shut me up, but I was speechless. <laughs> I didn't say a word. Oh, do like, send, send me that information. And, and I will. the thrillers, I try to put, one of them had diabetes alert dogs. The the first book, the, the dog is trained to be an autistic child's oh, service dog. That doesn't, you know, it doesn't work out. So it ends up being, but so each one has some kind of a pet centric theme. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Oh, and he yes. was, he was the best cat I didn't want. Uh, he yes, was spent afterwards. He went to sleep. He's always exhausted after he helps her. But I'm telling you for a cat, Perfect. no one wanted, including me. I freaking love this cat. <laughs> it's just Nikki everything. wants to I take would... him when she moves out, and Linda's like over my dead body. I keep saying no, and everybody's like, that's "You can never move out. You that's, can never move that's out." What I told she's like, "He stops my seizures." I said, "And you have access to him in my home. You can just." <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate tried. to wrap this up, ladies. We I could know, probably we could go on and on, but Amy, you have to come back. Yes. Oh, I'd love yes. to. You yes. have to come back. There's so much more we could talk about with you. We yes. could probably do 10 shows right now. Easily. Um, any last words of wisdom you want to give to our audience? Oh, to, to the audience, just appreciate the kitty cats, love on them, and appreciate their quirks and even their idiosyncrasies or their challenges. You know, just like little Kismet that had challenges. They are a gift oh, to us. Yes. That's oh, it. yes. Definitely. And we will uh, publish links to all your websites oh, once awesome. we publish amyshowj.com. Sojay.com. And a couple others. The Categorical Enrichment. I love. Everybody needs to attend that. We need to attend that because you can never be out of ideas on how to make your home more livable for your cats. Well, thank you, everyone, for, for being on the show. Thank you, Linda, as always, my co-host. Thank you, Amy. And, of course, it goes without saying almost, Mark Winter, our awesome producer, for giving us the spot on Pet Life Radio. And everyone, as I always say, 
every day is Catterday, not just Saturday. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.